Welcome to the Emergency Management Network Podcast. Emergency Management's trusted voice, sponsored by Disaster Tech, the Natural Disaster and Emergency Management Expo, and Titan HST. Last week, I started this piece on what it is to be a humanitarian. And this came after a great interview I did with Carrie Murray, the president of Shelterbox, for NDEM's Prepare, Respond, Recover podcast. Since then, the National Geographic Society released a documentary on Chef Joseph Andreas and the nonprofit he created, the World Central Kitchen. That coincidence confirmed to me that I had to do this piece. Even as the war in Ukraine is still raging on, the yellow and blue flags are being removed from people's profiles and companies are moving on to the next trending event to virtual signal on social media. Some organizations, though, are still trying to provide aid to those in need. However, let's not forget that Ukraine is not the only country where wars ravage the people living there. The Syrian civil war broke out as the Arab Spring was in the news, and like all events, the news outlets moved on to the next exciting event in a few weeks and forgot about the people there. Despite the waning international interest, the humanitarian crisis sparked by the Syrian civil war is far from over. The UN estimates that 3.1 million people are in need of assistance, which could continue to rise if the fighting is not ended. And the humanitarian crisis will persist if Syria does not find the resources to begin rebuilding. The issue that we need to explore is not the lack of humanitarian organizations that want to help. It's the lack of access to those in need. I've had the privilege of working with Focus Humanitarian Assistance to train staff that would provide aid in areas that other NGOs could not access. When I was working with Focus, it was the first time I learned that humanitarian agencies were being blocked from giving aid. To be clear, it is not the only organization telling this tale of not being able to get access. There is a widespread consensus in the humanitarian sector that their operational space is shrinking. This has been attributed to the erosion of respect of the international humanitarian law. Humanitarian relief operations are being hindered by legal and administrative impediments and targeted violence towards humanitarian workers. These issues create an increasingly hostile and challenging operational environment and have serious consequences. Since the 2003 attack on the UN in Baghdad, when 22 humanitarian workers were killed, there's been over 5,000 humanitarian workers that have been victims to violence, with over 1,800 of them being killed. The shrinking humanitarian space also significantly impacts beneficiaries as it can cause crisis victims to become double victims. This concept of the shrinking humanitarian space is not a new phenomenon. However, the events of recent years have led to a rejuvenated discussion as several commentators are now stating that humanitarian space is facing a new level of challenges and it is under assault. This exemplified aid workers and organizations increasingly becoming targets in conflict zones. 2019 was the most dangerous year for humanitarians as 484 aid workers were victims of major attacks. In addition to humanitarian access being constantly impeded, aid groups are becoming objects of social media smear campaigns and major donors are making unrealistic demands about the programs they fund. 2020 has brought further difficulties as extensive restrictions imposed to curb the spread of COVID-19 aggravated existing challenges and resulted in complete or partial suspension of critical humanitarian activities. Conflicts and natural disasters and various threats are continuing to cause severe humanitarian crisis and displacement worldwide. 
Humanitarian workers are constantly undertaking essential, life-saving work. Ongoing efforts to hamper their crucial activities are creating substantial difficulties concerning maintaining and functional humanitarian space and endangering the lives of aid workers and the people they are working to assist. The Emergency Management Network stands with those in the humanitarian sector affected by the increasing hostile operational environment, and we urge tremendous respect for the international humanitarian principles and laws. It is up to those in safe areas to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. We all got into this field to make a difference and save lives, and we can do this by demanding that humanitarian efforts are not hindered by politics and by violence. Thank you for spending time with the Emergency Manager Network. If you're not a subscriber to our Substack, please do. It's free. And share this with your friends, family, and colleagues. Until next time, please stay safe and stay hydrated.